Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook App, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez, joined by, uh, is that Owen? Couldn't, I can't really tell. Yeah, I think that's Owen. And we got Max Simpson in the house. How you guys doing today? Doing well. Let's go. Let's go. I, I'm pumped. I'm ready to talk today. I'm trying to get a block out Owen from my like, you know, uh, side view of my screen right there. But we're doing doing well. Is there's a uh, World Cup coming up, boys? I think so. I be. Yeah. You know here. what? You know what might not be there by the time the World Cup starts? Twitter. So oh you know, we gotta figure out another social media platform to uh, advertise the show because, uh, yeah, Twitter's imploding right now. Discord. So. Discord. Discord. Uh, yeah. If you guys haven't joined us on the Discord, come on. Let's let's get it a little bit hyper. Yeah. So um, anyway, great show for y'all today. Last show with Owen before he takes off to Qatar. He's uh, probably, is that what you're wearing uh, until you get on the plane? Oh, yeah, or? no, no, no. I'm wearing this, like, the whole thing for just, like, the whole week. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll shower eventually. I don't know. We'll see. Well, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Max, we got to get on his level, man. He's all excited. Look at us. We got to wear our kits, too. Yeah, man. No, it's... Uh... Max is there cosplay- cosplaying someone from the Netherlands who are a country that might actually do something in the World Cup. Uh, dude we are in there we're in the same group and that can turn so so poorly for i just i honestly i'm not saying anything keep on keep on throwing it at me because dude depending on how that first game goes you're getting it right back but i'm excited man i'm i am very happy that you are going like that's awesome gonna have someone there but just the experience you're gonna have like that's that's literally a bucket list item you're literally going to the world's biggest sporting event only happens once every four years. I'm freaking hyped for you. Uh, I'm very excited for the Four Peaks watch parties, which are going to be freaking awesome. But dang, man, like so happy you're going to be there. That's that's awesome. Honestly, on, on the real, like very jealous. And also, you're you're not just going to Wales too. You're going to a couple other matches, right? Quite a few, yeah. Yeah, quite a few. We'll we'll probably talk about them now. Yeah, let's go. The groups, but yeah, let us know if we're going to that one for sure. And uh, Bonnie here says, I hope you have an extra, uh, the extra leg room seat. Uh, oh for God, the I wish. I wish. No, <laughs> no, squeeze me into the little seat. Let's go. That's fine. As long as you we get do have there, a window right? at least. We got a window. There you go. There you go. All right, y'all. We're going to get started with the show. We did have some rising news come out today regarding one of the players. We're definitely going to touch on that. And towards the end of the show, we're going to you know, give our predictions for the World Cup. Again, it starts on Sunday. Can you guys believe it? Sunday, Ecuador will face off against the host Qatar. It's going to be a great event. And then uh, Monday morning, that's when all the games start happening, and it's going to be an amazing time. So let's just uh, jump right into it, guys. We did have some news about rising regarding the stadium earlier this week, but then today uh, one of the players, James Musa, on his Instagram announced that he would not be returning to Phoenix Rising for 2023. James Musa did not have the best 2022. I think we can all agree on that. He did get injured early in the season. I think that might have hampered some of his performances, but – 
I was a little bit surprised to hear that he was not returning. Uh, Max, we'll start with you. What What did you uh, think when you uh, heard the announcement? Uh, I mean, I think it's something where you look at his play on the surface from last year. It's not incredibly surprising that he's not returning. But I think given the other moves that the team made, you're thinking, okay, well, where is our defender depth, specifically at center back? Like, kind of what are we left with? And I mean, it gives there's plenty of time to retool. It's still very early on in the process. So I think it's one of those things like you're talking to a player who's been around the block, who has that MLS experience, who kind of has done, been there, done that. Um, you kind of want to give a player like that a bit of a heads up courtesy, like, hey, regardless whether you're in our plans or not, or if that was a personal decision on his end, you kind of want to plan ahead of those things and just let him do his thing. So it's not incredibly surprising. The timing while uh, you know is early, get it out of the way and you keep on sorting through the off season. I feel as though it was a move that look, we'll start off and say, look, James has been here for a while, two different spells. He's always given his all for the club, but it was also a move that we, we kind of predicted could well happen. Um, I remember at the end of the season saying, look, in this system that Juan has them playing, to me, you can't have both Farrell and James Musa in that side together. I don't feel as though they can both play alongside each other. You can't plan for those two to be starting centre-backs alongside each other. Now, we know that Joe Farrell was at least signed to a contract that would extend beyond this season. Um, of course, there's always various things that can happen you never really know and you never you never do know in football do you until that transfer deadline passes and then you know there's nothing else going on anything can happen but it, it meant that Musa was almost the obvious candidate for the one that you could look to replace um between the two of them I think they just didn't quite have the pace if there was more than one of them in that back line it's sad to see him go but, of course, you have to understand that, right? You could have kept them and maybe added more depth, fine, but neither of them are really going to want to sit on the bench. They want to play, and both of them are definitely capable of starting week in, week out at this level. Um, it's just that, realistically, I'm not sure that those two as appearing are the direction that Phoenix Rising want to be going in. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So and now it leaves, you know, the the question of, Who's going to come in, you know, given the system, you know, there's a specific type of center back that I'm sure Juan and his coaching staff, Juan Guerra and his coaching staff will be looking uh, to, to bring in. So, you know, we'll we'll keep tabs on that as well. But it's going to be interesting. Like you're saying, Owen, he was here in two different spells, a big part of the club. Honestly, you know, I feel like if you look back at the success of Phoenix Rising, you know, you you know, James Moose is part of that. And, you know, for him to, you know, it was kind of not that. That's not the way he should do it. But on Instagram, you know, making that announcement even before the team did, I'm not sure if there was some sort of conversations about that or if there, you know, maybe he did want to return, but, you know, maybe the team didn't. So it's, you know, it kind of felt a little off, I guess, you know, just because he's been such a big part of Phoenix Rising. Do you guys agree? It's it's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it still feels like there's a lot more closure. You don't know. I mean, he. Sometimes this is what players want to do. They want to own that narrative themselves uh, to an extent. But look, I know there was a lot of disappointment. This isn't Solomon Asante like last year with the way that that dragged out, that whole saga dragged out for so long, whereby I think most of us knew that he wasn't coming back, but there was never any real acknowledgement of that. Um, 
it hasn't turned into that. So at least that that is a positive. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, like I said, I keep going back. It's with someone who has been with the team a bit before and who, you know, you kind of are making those plans about him beforehand. You just want to give him a bit of a head's time just as that courtesy. I am, I'm curious, right, like who comes into the system because – he wasn't a perfect center back by any means with injuries and just with how he performed this year. You know, again, it's not, that's why we're not incredibly surprised, but he did have some traits that I feel fit what Juan's going to want to be looking for. Like he had a good passing ability, you know, especially where he's able to switch um, and kind of play those diagonal balls. Granted, I get that was maybe more of like a Rick Shantz system compared to Juan Guerra's where it's a bit of a quicker buildup, but he did have a bit of that, uh, you know, bit of that long passing, get that transition going and really help to stifle some play where he's he was willing to step out and be that center back who I'm not going to wait to cover you. What he lacked in cover speed, perhaps he made up for in very aggressively charging forward and taking risks in a way defensively. So um, I get where it wasn't a perfect fit. There were some things that were desirable for, for the system. But I think, like I said, this is a fresh start. Juan talked about it when he's coming, you know, when he did the interview with us that he's looking for players that fit his system like all throughout. And this gives you that opportunity through the spine of your team to really make that wholesale change. Yeah, with uh, James Musa's departure, he is now the fourth uh, Phoenix Rising player from 2022 that will not be returning in 2023. The other ones, uh, Richmond Antwi, Lamin Jane, and then uh, Luis Say has uh, due to retirement. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a bit of a transition time right now, you know, with the stadium, with the with the uh, new head coach towards the end of the season. So I don't think this is the last time we'll hear uh, another player from the 2022 squad not returning. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep tabs on that. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we should say before we move on, of course, that look as a, as a team and as a, I'd expect the fan base to do this should really respect what he brought to this team over multiple years, multiple trophies, good memories that he was here for, and he played a big role in some of those teams. So not only that, of course, he was always a, a pleasure to deal with on the media side, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll see him just land somewhere, somewhere, and you know continue to do what he does <laughs> yeah definitely for sure all right guys let's uh do a quick pivot and talk about the news that we received yesterday regarding the stadium uh i was looking on the social media channels because i wanted to see what the reaction was i would say 90 percent positive on this move to this new location on 38th street in washington have you guys what, what have you guys heard or what what have you guys seen on, on social media regarding this move and the announcement yesterday I feel like it's the positive parts of it, uh, what I expect, the negative parts of it. I take issue with some of the premises that people are, uh, I think, uh, basing their opinions off of. But uh, hey, but at the end of the day, you're never going to make everybody happy with a move like this. Um, but I just personally don't see the negative in this, really. I don't see why it's bad to be moving to a location that's more central in the valley that's got public transit access uh that you know you, you can effectively come out have a few beers not necessarily have to worry about 
driving out from the stadium. How are you going to park there? Well, there's plenty of park and ride. Look, if you've got a problem with traffic, there's park and ride with the light rail anyway. You don't have to go all the way to this stadium. You can park further out and just hop on a train and then not worry about traffic. So, hey, people mm-hmm. will complain because, hey, look, we, we've been around this team for long enough. We've spent enough time in that uh, Phoenix Rising FC Talk Facebook group as well, I'm sure, <laughs> where we uh, see some of the complaining. There'll always be complaints, but I just don't see the negative personally in this move. Yeah, I mean, I think like I, as we talked about yesterday and like what you're saying, you're not going to please everyone. I think as a whole, the comments were overwhelmingly positive in what we see, what we saw on our posts, right? I mean, that thing's doing some numbers, uh, good stuff us. Um, but no, in what we've been seeing on our posts on, in our show last night, in the chats, in other, you know, the Facebook groups on Phoenix Rising's personal Twitter, I think it was overwhelmingly positive based off of the location. It's centrally located. It brings the team home home to phoenix where it hasn't been like we talked about yesterday it gives them a great stop off of the light rail that's incredibly accessible not just to people who maybe you don't want to you want to have a night out you want to um you want to go out on the town and do whatever but also like for people who don't have access to that transportation public transportation is a wonderful service and this really helps to utilize it um i think the i think the big thing that this really is I guess people complaining about is if it's I don't know like the location is not going to please everyone like we keep saying if you're on the if you're near Chandler or if you're on the outskirts of like Peoria plus maybe you're not a fan of this but like whatever you're you probably weren't a fan of like anywhere they were going to be unless they were right in your own backyard so you take the good with the bad um there's a lot to like about it I get there's a lot of unknown but I mean again like we've been saying for months we just want to know where they're going to play and have that out there and like moving forward. And now that we have that, that's the hardest hurdle. We've already gone past that. It's, it's only up from here, truthfully. And look, there's something else I'm going to add in here for the people who are whining about the new location. There are also the kind of people who would whine about the fact that, well, there's no more dollar beer night. Well, that was a byproduct of the move to Chandler, right? Yep, Everything yep. that we've heard suggests that it's, it was about the situation at Wild Horse Pass is why they weren't able to do dollar beer. And I'm not saying that's the only factor. And I'm not saying that, especially now, as you think about inflation, all of that, we don't know if dollar beer night is realistically going to make a return. But if it was ever going to make a return or a cheaper version of beer, uh, another cheap beer night of some variety, it would have to happen in another location. It wasn't happening down there at Wild Horse Pass. So, you know, you you can't have everything in one location. And, Look, at the end of the day, if you're going to go and try and do a night like that down at Wild Horse Pass, actually, you there's no other option other than to drive to Wild Horse Pass. Yep. That's not responsible to be having those kind of incredibly, incredibly boozy nights that we used to see in Scottsdale. Because you're then asking people to go and get behind the wheel of a car. At least now, there are other options there. You don't have to drive to this stadium necessarily. There are other ways of getting there. And I think that uh, again, I, I personally just don't see the negatives that some people clearly are seeing. Yeah, I mean, we we kept on hearing that it's it's a lot of like you know it might be a little bit of a hearsay, but a lot of it was there's just not it wasn't great. Uh, I guess simpatico or like minded thinking with Wild Horse Pass management, and when you have that, that's where those different dollar beer nights can continue. Why you couldn't really carve out that long term relationship? I mean, as you know, just kind of getting ahead of it. You know, dollar beer nights they are going to be pretty much next to the airport, maybe $5 beer 
flights. Huh? Huh? Don't flights, get that away flights. from Max. We're gonna yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come I'm just on. gonna sit here and roll my eyes at that. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. I will take part of those. I will say, um, I don't think we're going to see as many smuggled-in fireworks from the Bandidos when you're next to an airport. Ooh, that's a good Maybe point. not. Maybe oh, not. Oh, that's a good Oh, boy. <laughs> um, I was taking a look at Twitter here, and there was uh, the Ghost of Phoenix Rising, a Twitter account here. He was uh, he did a little bit of a thread of what he wanted to see um, uh, as part of the new stadium. So one of the ones that, that popped out to me was create a low-cost section for ASU, GCU students, and I mean, community college students, given that it's by gateway um, and partner with the light rail to offer an affordable ticket ride pass deal. And I love that. Love it. You know, if, if we get something like that, where you could get in those ASU students that, you know, can take the light rail from ASU, uh, you know, GCU, you know, right there, the community colleges and just kind of build another section of fans that are just going to be out there and animated and just ready to have some fun. I, I would absolutely love that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. I mean, look, again, I've mentioned the public transport angle a few times. I, I would completely agree that some kind of deal to to make that transport more accessible, even if it doesn't go as far as, say, footprint center events where we see that there's the light rail is included in those tickets. You don't have to buy a separate ticket. Anything along those lines would be a, a real, real positive in this new stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you want that job, Max? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, I'm, I'm, a little bit, but not, I'm happy where I'm at. No, I'm good. <laughs> too kind, too kind. Alone, <laughs> you out if you're coming up with these flights ideas. So, so yeah, looking forward to that. We'll see. We'll keep you uh, updated on what happens with the stadium. Um, and and uh, you know, if you guys have anything to voice, let us know. You know, maybe we can pass it up, pass it up the chain, uh, or make your voice heard on Twitter or all the social media channels. So all. Uh, the rising people can take a look at what you guys want. And that way it's a, it's a great experience for everybody. So um, this weekend, Max, again, World Cup getting getting started. So it's going to be a crazy event. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, We're moving on to the fun stuff now. Yeah, we? well, yes, sir. Before, yeah, before I want to before we get into the World Cup, I mean, we did have a little bit of an announcement this morning. Gentlemen, you did see it on twitter on the socials and everything like that and i'm kind of seeing a little something as long as twitter our, is still alive yeah on the socials again i did say socials also on our website but we're seeing it a bit on our screen here we're surrounded by a lot of diehards it looks like you see that there i see it yeah no man it's uh we got a pretty cool thing going i mean we you know for those who didn't see we launched um the new die hard memberships and complete platform you know everyone who was already a part of our annual memberships here at phnx we're doing something different we're going die hard right so um it's awesome i know you know the big thing that we're doing is all of our you know a big majority of our written content is now completely free to everyone who's listening it. Owen, I know you write a lot of content for Rising. Your stuff is now free to the public and free for those who are wanting to learn more about the team. But the really cool thing is for people who are looking to grow even further and what we're doing here with PHNX Rising, with PHNX, all of our other shows is we're making it just way more fun to be a diehard sports fan of all these teams, right? 20% off merch, 20% off all of our events, exclusive content. Um, you get a free shirt every single year. Um, 
for your annual membership, not just when you sign up, but every single time that it renews, you just get a free shirt. We're doing all kinds of great stuff. And I mean, look, if you guys haven't seen it on uh, Twitter, uh, hopefully not RIP Twitter, but Twitter and our socials and everything like that, uh, it's just a really fun day for what we're doing here at PHNX. I know it's, you know, the buzz in the office, guys, it's been awesome all day seeing the memberships trickle in and everything like that. So um, I just want to shout out all of our members who are all, who were already diehards before this, those who have become diehards today and who are going to be diehards in the future. Appreciate you guys. One thing that Max didn't mention there, of course, is that you do get access to uh, Discord. Mm. Uh, diehard. So when Twitter dies... Yeah, shout out to Twitter uh, dying. Yeah, shout out to Twitter dying. But we've got a uh, backup ready to go. Uh, over on the Discord, so you can go and harass us there instead. Yeah, harass Owen. Not me. Not me. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Not the, difference, the difference with the Discord is that if you hop on in and ask questions to us in there and we don't answer, we get text messages telling us to go and answer you. We literally, we literally got a, we literally got a, we literally got a Discord chat where someone added Owen and like we saw it like in reasonable time, but we literally get a text like a minute after it's sent out by Saul, it's like, hey, check your Discord. Someone's asking about the stadium. I'm like, okay, so this is what happens when you get diehard. You literally get not only yourself pinging us, but you get the big hoss GM Saul Bookman uh, you know, getting, getting, into, getting into our business as well. So yeah, man, that's what you get. Premium service. That is right. That is yeah. right. Yeah, so if you guys haven't become a diehard yet, make sure to do so. You get... Awesome stuff. One of the things that I noticed here, Die Hard's only bo bonus podcasts are coming soon as well. So uh, that's going to be an awesome uh, uh, stuff from, from us here and also exclusive discounts from select partners. So way more stuff coming up as well, Max. I know you got a lot of stuff coming up uh, with this. But yeah, if you guys haven't become a Die Hard, do so right now. It's a great, great way to support us here at PHNX. And you get all this great stuff. So make sure to sign up. All right, y'all. World Cup coming up. You gotta do our predictions. Yeah. I know the oh, when you're leaving in like three hours. Look at that. He's already getting ready for the. It's not three hours. It, don't worry. It's not that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's about a day in three hours. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're gonna do our World Cup predictions. Uh, 32 teams last time. We're gonna see 32 teams in the World Cup. So it's gonna be a, an exciting time. We've waited four and a half years since the last World Cup. Um, so yeah, let's let's just jump uh, right into it. So. I'm gonna give you categories. You guys let me know who you feel is either the the best team in that category or what player fits that description, and uh, we'll take it from there. And then at the end, we'll just kind of round out who who we think is gonna make it out the group and who are gonna be the finalists. All right. Cool. All right. Another plan. All right, y'all. So right off the bat, who do you think is taking it all? I know we kind of talked about this a few times, but I want to see what Owen has to say because he keeps uh, avoiding oh. the question. I do keep avoiding the question. Um... <laughs> I do think it's going to be one of the two South American teams. I think it's Argentina or Brazil. I'm not sure which, mm. because as we mentioned, you know, that could well be a semi-final, and I want no part of picking who wins that semi-final out of those two. But I think whoever wins that semi-final probably wins it all. That's not an answer. Yeah, it is. I'm giving you one no. of two. I want a team. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that whoever wins the World Cup is, oh, it's one of these two South American I'll teams. Give you whoever wins teams. the semifinal. Give me, if, oh. I'm assuming, I'm going to assume just, yeah, you're not talking about Uruguay. You're not talking about anyone else other I than Brazil or Argentina. Yeah, I told you who they are. I did just say that. 
I would like I would like a tea. I would like a Brazil or Argentina, please, for the record. Jack, can you also get something to Owen? Oh my gosh. This I know guy. you had Belgium yesterday. Is that still the, the case for the, for them to win it all? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of like holes See, in the middle. This is the thing, right? You've taken less than 24 hours to backtrack, and you're going to have a go at me for not this man, this, man, this man doesn't even let me finish. This man doesn't even let me finish my thought. No, what I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted is Belgium has a lot of cracks in them, but I'm still picking them purely based off the fact that when is the usually in the world cup there's like anywhere from four to five legitimate favorites and i it's rarely ever the top like two or three i don't there's not really much logic to base that off other than i mean argentina brazil should be favored i wouldn't be surprised if one of those teams goes all the way and makes the final but just i don't know it's too good of a feel-good story oh messi it's his last world cup oh you know, Neymar in Brazil might be his last World Cup. No, give me Belgium. It's a team that's made deep runs before. They still have a lot of talent. Um, like, yeah, I don't really have much conventional wisdom other than give me the Red Devils. I think that's fair. You know, we saw in the last World Cup, Croatia somehow snuck all the way to the final, got past England, and, you know, they they they, they had a good run, basically. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I think Belgium can can make some noise. Uh, let's talk about the dark horse of the tournament. Uh, any team out there that you feel, you know, not necessarily win the whole thing, but maybe make some noise, get, get you know, deep into the knockout rounds at least and uh, create some havoc there. Hmm. What are we thinking? Going? I'm thinking now. If you want the real surprise package, um, again, not. I'm not sure they'll go deep. I'm not sure. I mean, they're definitely not going to win it all. I'm not sure they'll go deep, but I think they'll be the biggest surprise of this mm-hmm. World Cup. I think that Qatar are going to be better than people think they are. Ooh. And it's not because of this nonsense that's going around on Twitter that they bribed Ecuador. <laughs> to be clear, if anyone has seen that tweet, right, uh, that, that Twitter account that has launched all of this is a known disinformation account. And yet Thanks, it's Elon. being picked up everywhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, Belgium is a dark horse. Mike, Michael's right. But again, can you really say that the team that finished third at the last World Cup are a dark horse? Like, that's the thing to me. How, how, how are we really defining this? I don't see a team that finished in the top four last time. And, and, and I completely disagree because four years is a massive, massive time. I'm going off of current form. I'm going off of who's favored. And you can say, oh, last year, whatever. There's a reason, like we've talked about in the past, why the team who wins it last time hasn't gone out of the group stage in the last four or five, four out of five World Cups because so much has changed. I think Belgium is a fair dark horse because they're not favorite. They're, I, I have to check DraftKings Sportsbook, but I don't even think they're in the top five favored. They might be like six or seven, but yeah. That's, a, that's a failure of the odds more than anything. Yeah, I, don't know. I think if you're underestimating that's Belgium... I think you've made a serious mistake. And I don't think that anyone who regularly watches European international football is surprised if Belgium do very well. It's not a shock to anybody. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, um, they, you look at their like Nations League and stuff like that. They've lost a, the a last couple of their matches. Like again, on paper, here's the thing: on paper, they should be great, but that's kind of why they're not as favored because they've had not the best run of form in the last couple of matches. 
Yeah, but a lot of people are coming in on bad form. I feel like that's that's just a, a kind of a lazy one, really, the recent form. Especially because everyone is coming with effectively Anything not really Anything you say, Max, not, not the answer. I know, so. I know this, guy, <laughs> this guy. I mean, I... All right, I have two teams for you guys for Dark Horse. Um, I have Denmark. feel like they played pretty well in the Euros. Got to the, I believe, the semis. Uh, lost to England in penalties. Uh, Christian Eriksen, wonderful story, him coming back, you know, uh, making that team, uh, you know, you know, keep playing as well as they're playing. So I think they can make some noise, especially. I feel like they're going to win the group over France, and we'll, we'll get to that right now. Uh, but other than that, Uruguay. Uruguay, I feel like they're stacked, man. They got... The, the old horses, you know, Cavani, Suarez up top. They have Nunez. You know, he, he's got the fresh legs there. You have Fedo Valverde from Real Madrid, who's playing amazing. Muslera, Godin, all these guys that are in their fourth World Cup. I think they're looking to make some noise. I feel like that team, you know, can get a little bit further than they have in the past World Cups um, and uh, and get up maybe all the way to the final. So we'll see. But those are my two. That I'm taking. I'm picking for uh for dark. I'm going back to pick on Max again. Sorry with this one, but Max, Belgium have lost one of their last five competitive games, and that was away in Amsterdam to the Netherlands. They lost that game one nil. In that time period, they beat Poland six one. Mm-hmm. It just okay. missed me with that dark horse stuff. Poland, Poland is that is a bad litmus test. We all know Poland internationally does though. not do six well in these one. tournaments. Okay. Six one. Well, they don't have a no, defense. Not, what do you want from me? Two or three nil, fine, but all not right. six one. Yeah, but they are also pre um, from the time they qualified, their goal differential was much better. To this past time, if I recall correctly, they were only plus three in goal differential in these past couple Nations League rounds. Like again, you can say all these wins, but like they're it's razor thin margins. I'm not picking. By the way, I want to clarify. I picked them to win. I'm not saying they're a dark horse. I'm saying other people saying they're a dark horse. It's not unheard of, but to me, they're not my dark horse. You want to know? You want to know who my dark horse is? Who's your dark you, horse? Let's what, go. You want to know? Let's go! Oh, my God. This oh yeah! Oh, Let's go! No, okay. Uh, that that was that was totally out of left field. I just had to had to pull a fast one. On you oh, guys, you, yeah. USA. It was there the whole time. No, USA yeah. is uh, is not my dark horse. I, I do feel, I've said this. I do think that they're going to get out of the group. It would not shock me if they make it to the quarterfinals, but it stops there. I'll I'll, I'll fully say that. If I'm being honest on who my dark horse is, I got two different ones for you. Uh, first off, we I think there's this narrative that there isn't a group of death in this World Cup. I kind of disagree because I actually think there's two of them. Group F. Belgium, Canada, Croatia, Morocco. Belgium, as we said, you know, I pick them as my favorite. Croatia made it to the last tournament, have a lot of star power. Yeah, they're old. They may not do as well, but like they're, you can count on them to probably get out of the group, right? Canada, one CONCACAF. Morocco, one of, if not the top team in Africa. One of my dark horses there is in fact Canada because their top CONCACAF, they, when you really think about it, out of Group F, Belgium might be the only lock. And as I said, they have some holes. Canada could make a run. They have a lot of guys who are playing in these top teams in Europe. They have some speed. They're getting healthy at the right time. And like they play very, very well. They match up well to um, like they've played in. They can kind of match up against any team. They can play against a team who breaks them down with a lot of passes. They can get through the the slog that is Concacaf teams. And I think they can go toe to toe with a lot of these guys. They just don't get a lot of love because I mean they're Canada. They haven't made a World Cup in quite a while. So <clears throat> that to me is one of them. 
Other dark horse that I have is to me kind of the other quote unquote group of death is in group E. You got Costa Rica, Germany, Japan, and Spain. Germany and Spain seem to me like, okay, they're big favorites, right? Germany has won in this last decade. Same with Spain. Costa Rica, you got Kaylor Novice, you have a chance. But to me, Japan. Japan, Japan I, I, is, back, is a dark I'll horse. You, on that one. you think about here's the thing. And again, it's great that they beat the US. You're, I'm going to be honest, that's definitely influencing it. I'm not going to say that it's not. But, I mean, you think about this Japan team. I, I'm I'm trying not to undo my argument that the last four World Cup cycle doesn't matter because it doesn't, but it does. They return a lot of those same guys from that World Cup cycle, but they are now more in their prime. And they're also pretty healthy they did they were second in the asian uh, qualifying here's the other thing though is they can kind of mix and match they can go ground and pound where they have a pretty stifling defense or they can play beautiful fast football and here's the thing that everyone forgot about do you remember that game against belgium where belgium won on that very last second leak out from you know courtois saved the corner gave it to kevin de Bruyne, found uh what's his face on the wing and then he passed it in lukaku dummied it that beautiful come back goal that was against japan they were on the verge of making it to the semis if not or the quarterfinals if not for that brilliant play and i just think they're kind of stewing from that they have a lot of talent and they can make a go of it just because the thing about a dark horse is it doesn't always have to be the guys who know all of their names who play in these worldwide leagues japan has had this core that has been together as long if not longer than a lot of the teams out here is what people don't realize so that's to me canada and japan are the two dark horses i have i will say japan there i tend to agree with you i don't see both spain and germany getting out that group i feel like there's going to be an upset and to me yeah, japan yeah. more likely than yeah. costa rica there's always one group like that that just you know it looked they, yeah really too like historically good teams and then one of them just fails to to advance um for whatever reason uh let's move on to golden ball let's see who's going to be the best player of the tournament DraftKings has or friends at DraftKings sportsbook uh plus 554 leo messi you have neymar plus 900 Mbappe plus 1100 and Benicius Jr. plus 1600. What do you guys feel about that? I mean, I like Max go first. I think everyone is waiting for me to say Harry Kane. Um, I'll get that. Let me get penalty mention. Here we go. I'll get that out of the way. Um, I mean, it's possible he was golden boot winner last year. Um, I don't know. I think it's just very hard to repeat, even though everyone knows he's going to be their front man. Anima. I like Benzema. That's a good shout, Michael. To me, um, again, I feel Golden Boot is always like someone who you don't necessarily expect. Like again, Leo Messi, I don't buy it just because everyone's going to be keying on him. Neymar, same thing. Plus Brazil has a wealth of other attacking talent. He may not even be the top scorer on his own you know, team. Richarlison, Gabriel Jesus, like all these guys. To me, you have to think of a, a team that's going to go far. So, like, you have to get to at least quarterfinals, if not semifinals, to actually have a shot. And B, you probably have to be the focal point of your offense with kind of being under the radar. Give me, and I was talking about this with Shane Diefenbach. He's going to do an explainer about it with a betting breakdown. But give me Kai Havertz with Germany. Ger- uh, Timo, Timo Werner, he's out. Germany, again, I don't think Germany and Spain are both getting out of the group. So, to me, pick, give me Germany and Japan getting out of that group. I think that the way that they play, Kai Havertz could be your guy. He's going to be facilitating a lot of the attack. And if I want a second pick, kind of a weird one, because he has been awful for club level, but he shows up nationally. 
Give me Antoine Griezmann because they're going to be keying in on Kylian Mbappe. They're going to be keying in on Benzema. And I mean, he does take their penalties. So, you know, me, it, it kind of, you know, goals a goal. So he might be that guy for that. As long as he doesn't do the Fortnite celebration again. Will we? I mean, he will. Like, this is what he does. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was looking uh, down the list quite low and I was thinking, okay, who's like a fair way off? Who could I pick in here? And I was actually thinking about Kai Havertz. So thanks, Max. You're uh, yeah. making me come up with some other options here. But <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Martinez from Argentina. Ooh, that's a nice pick. He is a guy who scores a lot of goals on the international stage. Uh, he's scoring in Serie A this year. And to me, look, I think Argentina are a serious title contender this year. And... It's not going to be messy. I think you're right. It's going to be someone else who is going to step up in their team and is going to propel them over the line. I think that he's a definite shout there. And he is currently, what is he on DraftKings? Plus 2800 for the Golden Ball. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I it's think not going to be Harry really Kane. Good. It's not going to yeah, be I Harry Kane. I, I agree. I don't think it will. Yeah, yeah don't, don't waste your money on Harry Kane. Uh, best young player of the tournament. I was looking down the list of all these players that are they're really young. I'm, I'm I'm saying like maybe 22 or younger. There's so much talent in this World Cup. It is absolutely insane. It is stacked. You have Vinicius Jr. You have uh, uh, Pe- uh, what's his name Jude uh, Bellum from uh, England, Pedri and Gavi from Spain. Uh, I have another one that you know I'll talk a little bit later. But is there anybody that stands out for you guys that's really young that could make an impact this World Cup? I'm just going to leave you. I will take a U.S. perspective on this. Give me, he's often overshadowed because he's not Christian Pulisic and he's not playing at Chelsea. Give me Gio Reyna. He, that man has not really stayed healthy all season. If he, he might not even be, I'm trying to think if he's going to be the starter out the gate, but if he starts, you know, the first match or two, he is electric with the ball. He had that run against Mexico in CONCACAF qualifying. Like he, he scary, does yeah. wonders with his feet. And honestly, he might be like talent wise, the most talented player on the U S squad. So, I mean, not just from like, I'm not just trying to be biased from a U.S. perspective. I actually think Gio Reyna as a whole can stand out, but um, if I'm going to pick someone else, I'm also going to pick, um, give me Pedri. I mean, that man is such a talent. I know you mentioned it, Ramon, when you were listing off some players like, He's he's been everything for that Spain team for like even in the Euros like he's already their focal player and he's what a teenager still like he it's it's insane to me so give me those well, two Gio Reyna nineteen years old and they're already wow. you know wow. what <laughs> were you doing at nineteen cover. years old man shoot um, not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh and now uh, what are you thinking oh my god you're gonna make me pick someone Ramon have you picked someone yet you go first. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the award, but I think it's someone to keep an eye out. It's a player from Brighton. His name is Moises Caicedo. He's from mm. Ecuador. He's a guy that has great motor, uh, fantastic defensively, especially pressuring, uh, pressuring the, uh, uh, the defense, uh, when he's, when he's up there. So I feel like that guy's just gonna, you know, contribute a lot to Ecuador and he's been playing great for Brighton as well. So I think it's great to see not only, uh, you know, someone from Ecuador being part of the premier league, but, you know, for him to be that young and already be, you know, one of these players that Ecuador relies on, I think it says a lot about him. And I think he's not going to stay in Brighton for long. So especially if he has a great World Cup. So that's someone to look for. <sighs> I think who am I going to pick? 
pick. Doesn't you know what? I'm going to go with a lazy one. I'm going to go with a lazy choice here, which is that I'm going to pick someone not on what they're actually doing in the real world, but I'm going to pick them off the fact that a couple of years ago, I signed this kid on Football Manager, and wow, what a great play. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go with a Football Manager. I'm going to pick Eduardo Camavinga from France. Wow, okay. Ooh. I think he's actually going to have a bit of fire in yeah. the belly after everything that's been going on off the field recently, actually. Mm. Of course, he was the person who uh, very unfortunate lunge in training and injured uh, Christopher Nkunku, um, which is definitely not a great way to start the training for the World Cup. But I, I just wonder if the way that his teammates have rallied around him after the reaction to that, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, got our first spot okay. over here. Yeah, yeah no, that's the good in the chat. Oh, yeah, they're here. Uh, but, yeah, a lot, a lot of talent in this World Cup. So, you know, definitely uh, keep an eye on If you guys have anybody, let us know. Let us know. We want to hear your thoughts as well. Um, but, yeah, I think we're ready to do our predictions. We're going to do, again, our group stage predictions and then just to see, um, you know, who is going to be our finalist. So, Group A, we have Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. Who are we thinking, guys? I'm taking Netherlands and Qatar. It's an interesting one. Uh, I could very see, well, see Netherlands like absolutely bombing and not getting out of this. But um, I was going to say Netherlands, Senegal. Sadio Omani's injury changes it for me. Give me Netherlands and Ecuador. That's interesting. Now that one, I am, I'm hoping Ecuador are competitive. Sadio Omani's injury, I'm sorry to the guy, but it's made Ecuador feel more competitive and I'm going to Netherlands, Ecuador. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Netherlands, number one, right? And then Ecuador... I'm taking Qatar still, but yeah, I'm taking Yeah, that's fine with me. Netherlands and Ecuador, yeah. All right, Group B. Uh, uh, Wales and the U.S. And what order? On, we'll, we'll make everyone else uh, US make one, everyone right? happy. Should we, Max? We can agree to this. Uh, I'd be mean, very happy with that. You no, know, and like I, I actually had Wales 1, USA 2. I did. I'm fine with that. We got out of the group. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, Dang. England in last okay. place, please. Uh, I had I had him in third, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think anyone's complaining at this point. Group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Who are we thinking? Argentina through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That first game will determine everything. So yeah, uh, man, I need the temperature check on Mexico. Come on, are you getting through or no? I am not looking forward to that game. It's oh. I'm going to uh, say Poland just because I'm not feeling confident at all about this team. No Saudi Arabia. They're going to put up a fight. They're they're better than yeah. they look or they um, or people think. Ooh, Poland keeper. I mean, uh, Argentina is going through. Um, Mexico's on a very bad run of form, but like Poland, don't ever count on Poland to advance in international tournaments. That's just a, one of those unwritten rules in soccer. Lewandowski, he gets picked every time as one of these top five. Oh, golden boots. He never delivers because that's, I, I hate saying it, but it really is true. That's like all Poland is, at least to the casual observer. Give me Argentina, Mexico. Don't think too hard about this one. You better watch all out. Right. We'll have Bobby in the chat here with some uh, thoughts. Yeah, there we go. He hides <laughs> the <Bro>. face. See <laughs> France, Denmark, Tunisia, and Australia. I'm saying Denmark number one, France number two. Yep. Ooh, I'd take France through. I'm still not quite as sold on Denmark as you are, but... Mm-hmm. I'll pick them as most likely to go through alongside France. Gotcha. Group E, we got Spain, Germany, Japan, and Costa Rica. I'm counting Costa Rica out. These guys are absolute dinosaurs at this point. I don't think they're going to hang with any of those three. 
You mean people in, who are really, really aging in their late thirties aren't the best options for the face mm. of your team? Mm. I'll take Japan and Germany. Ooh, okay. Yep. Same. Like I said, Germany, Germany and Japan. Um, I mean, Costa Rica. You have Kalor, so like I don't think they're going to score a lot, but they're going to be some tight games. Spain, the way they play, they don't let a lot of goals in but they also don't score a lot i actually think germany and japan are gonna win by pretty sizable margins like i think costa rica and spain and spain combined might have like three or four points combined within this group so i think it's gonna be a pretty wide gulf too group f we got belgium canada morocco and croatia i'm gonna preface this by apologizing to some croatian fans that we know but i'm gonna go with belgium morocco Ooh, that's not a bad shout. I mean, I like I said, I, I kind of picked this as one of the groups of death. I really think any of these two you can make an argument for. Give me uh, Belgium one, Canada two. Oof, okay. We're going to go with the Canada pick just to see. I will say I'm looking forward to seeing Morocco-Croatia. I'm going to be there for that game. That should okay, be a, there you uh, go. That's a great game. Group F. Group G, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. I, this one's a tough group, man. Uh, besides Brazil, you know, but. Serbia can do it. They got a lot of firepower. Switzerland, you know, uh, Shakiri. I'd be part surprised of that to see Serbia do it, though. I, they're not. I don't know. I offensively, they're great. Everything else, I, I don't think they have uh, as much uh, quality mm. there. So I'm assuming Brazil. And then the the other team? I'll take the Swiss, but I think that Cameroon could also put up a fight. Uh, give me Serbia. They have the forward. What is his name? Min- Minovic uh, from Fulham. Mirovic and Dimitrovic. He, I mean, if you want to talk about a dark, dark horse candidate, if oh, yeah. they're able to get out the group, I mean, shoot, if he, he could score. fire him out the group alone. I know, I know. I mean, yeah. call me crazy. Give me Brazil and Serbia. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. I'll bite. All right, we'll do Serbia. Um, I know he's. Not, I know Owen's not a big fan of him, but Alexis Lalas had him uh, going to the semifinals. So, little little heads up there with Serbia. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if you're listening if you're if you're well if you're listening on audio you got to see owen's face he just audibly cringed <laughs> and then took a swig of the beer yeah yeah he did no yeah. uh last group group h portugal ghana uruguay and korea south uh, korea oh, this is tough for me i think you're this was really tough i think this is a good group I really do think this is a good group. so i'm going to uruguay south korea so that's that's also got me excited look we saw a Uruguayan side that was slightly weakened dismantle Mexico here in Glendale. Um, they've got a lot of good pieces going there. I mean, Portugal, again, I suppose it's the same way that people are talking about Argentina. You've got Ronaldo. They didn't need to qualify through the playoff. That's worth noting. They didn't qualify out of their qualification group in their own right. Equally, Ghana don't normally lie down when they come to these tournaments and neither does South Korea. I, I'm. Yeah. I got Portugal. You didn't mention too. this is one of the groups of death earlier, Max, but to I me, there's, I really don't know which way to, to take me. It's it. not, to me, it's almost like the anti group of death because I just like, I'm not saying that every team is bad, but like to me, no team stands out as head and shoulders above the rest except for Portugal, and they are incredibly flawed. So, um, I'll, I don't know, man. Give me, 
I don't even know. Give me Portugal and Ghana. Like Ghana, Ghana does things and at the at the World Cup. Give me Portugal and Ghana with Ghana topping the group. Sure. I'm gonna say CR7 goes home in tears. Ooh. Ghana Ooh. and South Korea. Wow. Wow. Let's go with the real shock. I want you to put that on the Sportsbook app. I I think you can make some serious money if you put those two uh, getting out of that group. (laughs) I want the chaos timeline for this one. Shoot. For sure, for sure. All right, y'all. That's the group uh, stage picks for all of us here. It's going to be an interesting... uh, Man, a lot of good games, man. Like You guys aren't lying. There's a lot of groups of death and a lot of good matchups there. So... uh, but yeah, should be a fun one. So yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And if you guys are looking to make your picks for this World Cup, again, it's starting on Sunday. You guys can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and make your picks through there. They got literally not only who's going to win the World Cup, we got Golden Ball, Golden Glove, who's going to get out of the group stages, who's going to semifinals. You can bet on all that stuff on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So make sure to download it. Make some money, man. You know, if you're going to be watching the games, you know, make a little bit, a uh, little bit of change on the side as well. So. It was a good you can time also bet on if uh, Harry Kane is going to get enough tap-in and penalty opportunities that he'll outscore everyone That's, else. That is, that is actually not something you can bet uh, on. Don't trick the people. Don't trick the people. No. Well, that's, that's the only way he's getting the golden boot. Okay, well, that's called golden boot. That's There's no yeah, tap-ins and penalties and option, tap-ins sir. Tap-ins and penalties. I mean... <laughs> Again, he's not yeah. playing for Spurs. I don't care. Stop wow, defending I'm, him, I'm, then. I'm not. I'm not defending <laughs> <laughs> uh also if you guys are uh still watching the nba and the sun's got a huge victory yesterday against the warriors you guys can also uh if you're a new customer you guys can bet on five dollars on any nba money line and get two hundred dollars if your team wins so again a lot of great stuff going on not only in the nba the world cup nfl still going on this is a good time to be a sports fan there's so much stuff you can watch and bet on so again download the DraftKings sportsbook app and don't forget to use the promo code phnx and remember minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details now oh when we know you're leaving but me and max are going to keep the party going starting on monday is that right max we're going to keep it going you know it usa wales Owen and mine's friendship is going to be, unless there's a draw, it's going to be absolutely severed one way or another. What's most intriguing about this, by the way, for anyone who's Uh, listening on this and just hears us chatting absolute everything back and forth on these. We're talking about this. I turned to Max and said on Tuesday when we were having our uh, Thanksgiving, I'd just be happy if Wales got a point out of this group. Like, (laughs) we don't want to go there and lose every game, but like, we're enjoying the fact we're going there. Yes. Hey, well, pick it up anyway. Come on, Max. Let's go. Respect, respect, respect. Listen, if we end in a draw, I'll be happy. It's, it's that's that's fine for both of us. But yes, we'll be there on Monday. It is completely free. Every um, you know, we're every single U.S. and Mexico group stage match, um, and even throughout the World Cup, we are going to be doing these watch parties at Four Peaks. Almost all of them are noon kickoff. The one that I do want to draw p- people's attention to is. For the Mexico-Poland, that first one on this Tuesday at 9 a.m., that is going to be an absolutely fun one. We're going to have a breakfast buffet. Phoenix Rising manager Juan Guerra is going to join us there as well. So come out, have a damn good time, soccer games, everything like that. And by the way, we're watching watching everything on a 22-foot 
screen. It's massive, massive jumbo screen with discounted beer specials. So the link to that Mexico match is in our show notes, as well as every single other USA and Mexico group stage match. Um, it's a, it's a fun time. Again, almost all of these are free. The Mexico, the first Mexico one, there is an awesome breakfast buffet. So please come out, join us. Going to be a heck of a time. And then we're hopping on um, doing, you know, some post game shows afterwards. So um, at, here back in the studio. So make sure you stick around and watch um, as we do post games here in our studio. Yeah. I might be really drunk for those shows now that you're talking about. It I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay. With that. Especially the, like, do the Mexico ones. Like I, I got you. Like I, I, I got, I understand where your state is going to be either way. I got you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a great time. Make sure to join us out there. Uh, we're going to miss you Owen, but we're going to have a you know great time ourselves over here. Yeah. I'm uh, just getting ready, getting ready. I've got the, uh, Various things I need getting packed. I've got to go check out. I've got some Southwest uh, drinks coupons sitting in my uh, <laughs> my drawer over there that I've got to go pick out because we've got to get the drinking done before we get to Qatar. Uh, but that's right, that's right. And, and you know, also, you know, I know you can't take it with you or you shouldn't, but you know, make sure to finish off that OGs. I know you got in your house as well because you know you gotta enjoy. It. You're gonna be gone for oh, a yeah. while. You know, I know, I know we all miss OGs if we don't have it. So. Uh, make sure to do that. And if you want to, you know, take part of OGs as well, make sure to visit their website, ogsbrands.com. They have amazing flavors. They also got a sleepy time flavor, the aqua one, which is, you know, one of my favorites as well. And check them out also at your local dispensary. And remember, guys, you must be 21 years or older to partake in OGs. So um, great show, y'all. It's going to be a good one. Uh, World Cup, looking forward to it. It's so crazy, man. Like, I... Like, I feel so excited about it. Like, I'm at work and people are like, oh, that thing's going on, right? And I'm like, yeah, man, it is. Like, it's going to be insane. It's going to be a good time. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to uh, having a great time as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, man, it literally just feels weird, like we said, because of the timing and everything and how it's in the winter. But, like, we are literally, boys, three days away. Three days away from the first match. Like, what? That's crazy. That is, we don't even get a weekend without, without, without soccer because literally it starts on a Sunday. Like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. exactly. It's going to be a great time. All right, Owen, have a safe flight, my friend. Uh, make sure to take a lot of pictures. You know, make sure yeah, to bring I'll me be, that I'll thing. I'll be you. tweeting if Twitter isn't dead. Um, yeah, there you go. Got to do the Discord now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, have a great time there with your family. And uh, yeah, we want you to come come uh, come back safe as well. So. Yep. Yes, Absolutely. Oh, I just I got I got one more thing before we sign out. Right. All right. Um, just everyone appreciate you guys. Come out hit the link really want to see you guys there at four pinks like please register sign up be there be there be there tweet at oh at owen tweet at ramon tweet at myself um yeah you know, you may, you're not gonna get any free beers out of me you know you can't you're getting a lot of free beers out of max make sure no 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 but uh the the most important thing i really want to leave everyone with is Let's go, USA, 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 let's go. This really took a lot of effort, Max. Like, I appreciate it. I know you got a whale shirt under that uh, jacket. Not not my red. Not my shirt red. Because I've been having to get them all washed, ready to go. (laughs) Like, I need to just fill a suitcase full of them. Oh, my God. That's why I've got the uh, jacket on instead. Hummel's pretty nice. I will give you that. It's fair. Respect. All right, y'all. Wonderful show tonight. Again, Owen, have a safe flight. We will be back next week. Again, we're going to be doing live post-game shows after the the U.S. and Mexico game. So make sure to join us for, for that as well. Let's get started, man. World Cup time. Until then.
Galera, 